This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hannibal Qlis, with Omnia As-Saleh, bringing you the latest in tech, gadgets and AI, and everything you need to know about the digital world. Yes, indeed. We have lots in store today, starting with Google. They are launching a new COVID-19 website, but this time it's being launched in Arabic, and we're going to be telling you the latest about it. However, around the world, Zoom is trying to make amendments. They are releasing a 5.0 update that is coming with lots and lots of security and privacy improvements. Yes, indeed. And we're also going to be talking about how doctors and nurses are using virtual reality to learn skills to treat coronavirus patients. If you're working from home and in need of a scanner, we're going to be telling you a free built-in scanner that is found in your iPhone that you might have never knew about. Yes, and also for apps all around the world, we're going to be talking about Ramadan as it is coming. I believe it should be on Friday, uh, this Friday. And we're going to be talking about Ramadan e-cards and five websites to choose from for virtual greetings. To find out about all these stories and more, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the digital world, in the UAE and around the world. Google is making headlines because they are launching a COVID-19 informative website, not in English. This time it is coming in Arabic. And this is all to help out with remote learning. Google wants to reach more and more people in the Middle East and North Africa, especially when it comes to providing them with trusted information about the COVID-19 pandemic. So the website that they're launching is actually designed to help people quickly access reliable information all about the symptoms and the prevention measures of this pandemic. But it's coming from very trusted sources, just like the World Health Organization. Yes, indeed. Now, it's very important where you get your information for Corona online. Now, as we've been telling you guys, there's a lot of misinformation going on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these social media platforms where a lot of people are giving out information that isn't true or isn't factual but with google coming out and doing this micro website all these sources will be coming from the world health organization now the new arabic micro site is divided into four parts which are health information safety and protection tips and resources from google and additional content now google also launched a teach from home site in arabic containing tips training and tools to help educators teach remotely now for students google owned youtube uh, just rolled out an arabic an all arabic educational hub called youtube durusi which means uh, youtube our teachings or my teachings which is a library of hundreds of classes based on official government syllabuses in the MENA region. Now, last week, Google did announce a $340 million in Google ad credits available to all media, small and medium businesses globally, including including those in the MENA region. So uh, Google is dipping into the MENA region, which is very important as we don't have many big tech companies mm-hmm. in the media um, in the MENA region. So hats off to Google. But Omni, what's happening with Zoom? Around the world, Zoom is actually launching new updates to make sure that their security 
and privacy is being improved. Now, we've heard a lot of complaints coming about Zoom regards to Zoom bombing in regards to hackers jumping in on calls that they were never invited to. Um, and in many parts around the world, Zoom is actually banned. I learned that it fi in Finland, it actually mm. government entities and gov members of government entities are not allowed to use Zoom on their personal computers. In New York schools, again, Zoom is banned to be used in any uh, of their educational systems. And in India, they were actually very recently banned. But Zoom did promise a 90-day feature freeze to fix all of their privacy and security issues. Their new Zoom 5.0 update is actually rolling out today, and it's going to be addressing some of the many complaints that Zoom has faced in the recent week. So with this new update, we can now expect a security icon that will group together a number of Zoom's security features. So you can actually use it to quickly lock meetings, to remove participants, to restrict screen sharing and chattings in meetings. Now, Zoom is also going to be enabling passwords by default for most customers and any IT admin can now define the password complexity for all of their Zoom business users, which is always great news, especially knowing that Google and Elon Musk actually decided to ban their employees from using Zoom. So that might help bring some comfort and relief to them. Now, that's very important, Omnia, because me, myself, I believe it was last week or the week before, when uh, Zoom did uh, did realize that over, I believe, uh, 10,000 or 30,000 accounts were compromised and were being mm -hmm. sold on the dark web for less than a cent each. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I was super scared because uh, I do have my Google account relay, uh, connected to mm -hmm. my Zoom account plus, meaning my Google account and password were vulnerable and were probably being sold on the dark web that's when i did take that initiative and set and change my password on google and and i did set up my tooth step mm -hmm. uh, authentication so uh, a kind of advice to you guys ladies and gentlemen always have a two-step authentication on your google accounts or on any account that yeah. is important. Now, a two-step authentication method uh, is basically, let's say, for example, I have Omnia's username and password, mm -hmm. and I log in in my device. She will then get an email, or she will, no, not an email, she, yeah, she could probably get an email, or she would get a text message, or yeah, even- Yeah, if your uh, phone number is registered, yeah. you would typically get a text She would get, get an email message. or text message that, that would, would uh, give her a code that I could put in. So it's not easily accessible, but mm -hmm. uh, it does make everything safe. So, I mean, it's hats off to Zoom. Just like yeah. you said, Omni and I have talked about Zoom for a while. Maybe I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are not like telling. I yeah. I feel like they're definitely excelling in how fast they've been responding to these issues that have been raised. Um, mm. Zoom has been available, I think, since 2012. But if we're comparing the amount of downloads that they've had, it's definitely boosted and has been booming more than it ever was before uh, since the pandemic started in March. So to see them responding to such issues at a very fast pace, you know, they introduced the new waiting room feature, which basically mm. makes sure that any education account especially students who were complaining of the Zoom bombing attacks of hackers just entering their class sessions and uh, either writing things on their behalf or showing any provocative images. Uh, these waiting rooms are definitely going to allow or make sure that the host allows every participant into the meeting and they can't just, you know, enter on their own timing. Yes. And again, I'm giving I'm giving Zoom the benefit of the doubt. I, I would like to believe that they're overwhelmed 
by the usage of their app. Now, it was reported a maximum of 10 million daily users, which was back in December of 2019. But now they're seeing around 200 million daily meetings in March. Now that is a that's a that's a huge jump in, yeah. in daily meetings. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that they 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 were overwhelmed and now they are the targets of the Zoom bombing and the hacking. Definitely. Um, we're gonna keep you updated with all that arises in regards to the Zoom privacy issues. But coming up, we're gonna be talking about doctors and nurses making use of virtual reality when it comes to treating coronavirus patients. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse95. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Now, we're seeing a lot of technological advancements in the medical world. We've been seeing uh, robots being used in the medical field to combat the spread of COVID-19. We had ro disinfecting robots, but now virtual reality is stepping up to the plate. And doctors and nurses are actually using VR to learn skills to treat coronavirus patients. Now, as hospitals worldwide do face severe shortages of health professionals, People are being called off the sidelines to help COVID-19 patients, even those with little to no experience in treating infectious diseases. Absolutely. And, you know, to train thousands of doctors and nurses with expertise in other areas like knee surgery or neurology, using VR has definitely become uh, or slowly has become the new normal. But when it comes to treating, you know, a patient with COVID-19 or to perform CPR while wearing all the protect protective gear uh, that nurses and doctors typically wear, it's very important to make use of virtual reality because then it makes those nurses or those doctors that may have been in, you know, in the very first new years of their residency feel like they're a lot more prepared to deal with uh, such pa or patients in such a critical condition. So what VR makes these doctors feel, it makes them feel like they are in the room with that patient. It makes them see uh, all the quick, uh, you know, decreases that they see in their breathing rate, in their uh, heart rate. And doctors have to jump quickly uh, into such an environment to make sure that they are saving these patients at the fastest rate they possibly can. Um, now, doctors and nurses at hospitals nationwide, they're undergoing a variety of coronavirus specific training right now. You know, simple example would be how to correctly put on and take off their protective equipment, how to make use of ventilators that are typically only used by critical care staff. They're learning new guidelines around basic concepts like CPR and life support and even managing a diagnosis. But because time and resources are very difficult um, and are very limited at our time right now, the door has opened for technologies like VR uh, to go ahead and make their move. Um, typically, as we mentioned, they are being used as a training method for surgeons or even dentists, but now making use out of them in such a difficult environment is showing how important it is for us to trust tech when it comes to this pandemic. Now, this isn't the first time we've seen VR on the medical field. Now, uh, we've we've seen and Omni and I have talked about how VR was used uh, to train surgeons 
uh, on doing as, as complicated surgeries, whether it was mm-hmm. brain surgery or just like Omnia said, a knee surgery. So having technology on the tip of their fingers for these medical professions to train them on how to deal with coronavirus patients is very important. Now, VR has been around for a while. The U.S. Army has used VR to kind of train their soldiers on, on, on what uh, they'll be dealing with in the future uh, if they, they ever go in that case of unfortunate mm-hmm. war. So seeing VR being implemented again and again in the medical field is very important because uh, the the medical field and and the medical professionals right now they are our soldiers and uh, to combat the coronavirus COVID nineteen. So I do wish them the best of luck and I do hope uh, they will be safe and sound because the coronavirus isn't a joke, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it is real and it is out there. So please stay safe. But we're going to be taking a short break, and when we come back, Omnia, what are we talking about? Well, if you're working from home and in need of a scanner, there's no need for you to leave your home looking for any shop out there, printing shop out there, because there's a free one built into your iPhone. To find out about it, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. How do you tech? How do you Are you working from home due to the coronavirus pandemic and you have a document to scan but no scanner in sight? You no longer need to go ahead and look through your app store for any third-party app um, that has a scanner that will allow you to scan one document or two before asking you to pay your dirhams. Today, we are coming in with a rescue because there is a free built-in scanner within every person's iPhone. I know, I know, you might have never known about it and you might just be like Hani who has known about it since 2017. But since the iOS has been released um, back in 2017, Apple actually rolled out a scanner right within its Notes app. Yes, indeed. And it's been waiting for you guys to use it. And just like Omnia said, it does cost nothing. Uh, nothing. Now, apparently a bunch of people had no idea there's been a, a scanner hidden in their iPhones for years. Now, uh, let me tell you, just like Omnia said, I did know since 2017. I remember as soon as I downloaded iOS 11, I do go through the iOS uh, notes and see what about the patches, the updates, and what's new coming to iOS. Now, I remember the first day I got it, I went, I ran to my dad. I was like, Baba, Baba, look, you can now scan your documents with uh, your notes. He was like, no way, teach me. I remember my dad did have uh, one of the most famous apps on the iPhone, which was iScanner, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it did cost money for the pro version. You were up like yeah, five scans yeah. a day. Almost but now you have a- app, almost none of the scanner apps will allow you to scan endless documents for free. So uh, it's yeah. definitely a win to get this application just within your iPhone. Yes, indeed. And it's free, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we're going to be telling you because this is how do you tech and this is where we teach you things you didn't know. Now, to, to actually get uh, that scanner, you got to go to your Apple's official notes app on your iPhone. Then you're going to open an existing note or even create a new one by clicking the little icon on the lower right hand side of the device. Now, then you're going to tap on the camera icon in the menu that appears which you're going to then choose scan documents from the options that pop up. Then you're going to hold your phone in front of the document you want to scan. Now, if the scanner is in automatic mode, the app will automatically detect the document and capture the scan 
But in manual mode, you'll have to snap a photo yourself. Then you can change which mode you're in on the upper right hand side of the screen. And if you do need to adjust the scan, you can just drag the corners of the page. But if you keep scanning, you can keep scanning if you have additional pages or even tap on retake to automatically discard an image and rescan it. And it's simple as that you then hit save on the lower right hand side when you're done and you now have a PDF of your document. Now I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a trick as well, but mm -hmm. it's not about the document scan. Now, did you know that you have actually a measuring, uh, a kind of measuring tape or measuring ruler oh, yes. in your iPhone? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can use that as well. Uh, you can you can find them. On your iPhone, a place where you can measure, uh, you can measure a table, you can measure the wall, you can measure Especially whatever you want. Especially when you're and hanging then, things on the wall, this comes yeah. in handy very well because it'll actually show you how to level, let's say, frames or images on the wall. Yeah, and using augmented reality, so that's great. But if you're still looking to edit your document after it's been scanned, you can actually find also multiple options for that on your notes app. So you can crop the document, you can switch between a color or even a black and white scan. You can rotate the document, add additional pages to the scan, and then simply tap on the name of the document to change the file name at any time. Now, once the scan document is sitting in your notes, happy, safe and sound, you can click on the share button in the upper right hand corner of the screen to send your P your PDF wherever it needs to go. But you can also use the markup option and add your signature or input any text. Now, this is obviously very handy if the document you scanned is a form that you need to fill out. And there you have it. No need to buy a third-party app from the App Store. Just use the scanner that has been sitting on your iPhone this whole time. Yes, indeed. And that is amazing because it's free. We love our free stuff. <laughs> and just like that, we taught you a trick uh, on how to use your free scanning app. Now, if you did know about the app, uh, go to our Instagram at Pulse95Radio on Instagram. Do tell us if you knew about it or not, because we want to know, Omni and I do want to make a little bit of a tally about the people <laughs> who knew and the people who didn't. But if you're looking to be very special with your Ramadan greetings this year, Ramadan is just about, it's just around the corner. It's tomorrow, actually. Um, we're going to be telling you about five websites that can help you create this very unique virtual greeting. To find out about it, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse95. What's worth a click and download? Well, we're going to give you five sites that is worth a click and download because with Ramadan right around the corner, you're going to need to greet people for the holy month. And we're going to give you guys Ramadan e-cards and five sites to choose from for these virtual greetings. Now, Ramadan is a little different this year, especially in the middle of a global pandemic. You can no longer send handwritten cards, but you can definitely touch the hearts of those who you love through these electronic or virtual cards. First website that we're gonna be telling you about is one that many of you might know, but you just didn't know that they also have Ramadan cards. It's canva.com. Now, Canva has a lot of free templates for Ramadan greeting cards, and all you need to do is sign up to get the access. Once you do, just search for the word Ramadan and you'll get to see so many options. They're actually one of my favorite websites to use for creating many things, whether it was backgrounds, or home screens, lock screens for the phone, um, and especially when it comes to uh, greeting our loved ones in a very special way. 
Yes, indeed. And we also do have a paperless post. Now, it is similar to Canva.com, but paperless post will allow you to create everything from invitations to greeting cards. Now, the New York tech company has dedicated a Ramadan and Eid category under holiday cards. Now, the selection is small, but the designs are stylish yet simple, and some cards are available for free and just like you this you guys know this by now if anything is free i like it as the arab saying goes mal balash but I think this website has to be my favorite one simply because it does celebrate the Arabic language. So if you're looking to share a Ramadan e-card in Arabic, then you need to check out Greetings Islands website. Now, this is one of the sites that has a few Arabic language options. All their cards can be customized. So the people that you're sending those cards to will never know that you did not create them from scratch. You can share the cards via email or Facebook or even download it as a PDF file and forward it to a broadcast list on WhatsApp. Um, but what is the next website we're going to be talking about? Well, Omni, if you like to punch bowls, well, I do have the website, which is called Punch Bowl. Now, that is a crazy website name. But if you like a traditional-looking greeting card in a digital format, then you'll find it right here at Punch Bowl. Now, this holiday season, the website is offering all Ramadan digital cards for free between April 23rd and May 23rd. So you have one month, which is starting Thursday today, April 23, all the way to next month, May 23rd. So you have a long time and a big window to get your e-cards out. But for all those meme lovers, we did not forget about you. There is a special website just for you. It's called Some eCards. Now, Some eCards is definitely a favorite for those who enjoy meme-style eCards. They're humorous. They're not meant to be taken seriously, but they're definitely going to bring a little bit of a laughter to your day. Now, although these cards are not customizable, they are all free and very easy to share. But apart from all these different websites that we told you, I think if you don't have the time or if you just don't feel like going and checking out a website simply writing a heartfelt message to celebrate yeah. and to congratulate one another with this holy month will definitely do whether it was on whatsapp facebook instagram twitter any of the social media platforms the main idea is to stay connected even though we're all social distancing we can definitely be virtually interconnected Yes, you can say happy Ramadan or Ramadan Mubarak. And that's it's just simple, simple things to do. Now, just like Omnia said, with the global pandemic going, or going on, it's very important uh, to stay connected as we won't have gatherings with yeah. our friends and families. Unfortunately, hopefully next Ramadan or inshallah this Eid, we will gather together. But it's most important to stay connected and do remind others that you love them and you're there for them. Because mm-hmm. with these social distancing going around, a lot of people and a lot of friendships, uh, they're not staying as strong and they're falling apart because some people have communication problems but True. Uh, again this is the part where you should kind of uh, uh, jump in and, and send an <laughs> e-card or send just a nice small message to, the right, to remind them that you're there for them yeah. and you love them you know, though, Hani, I feel like even though this Ramadan is going to be very different, it's nothing like what, like what we were used to. Um, it's definitely 
gonna be a time for many of us to spiritually reset. Um, basically, instead of you know looking at Ramadan as a time of big iftars, you know unnecessary luxuries, great shopping deals, countless personal and professional let's say engagements, um, this year could be a once in a lifetime chance to truly focus on what Ramadan is really about. So since Ramadan is just around the corner, make sure that you reach out to those who you love, whether it was in a text message or a phone call, let them know how you truly feel. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be returning on Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we'll see you next time. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.